I talked to you about opportunities will rise. And we talked about opportunities. And then, then we talked about transitions. Because when opportunities arise, then transitions begin to occur. And we, we don't want to focus only on what we are transitioning from. We want to look at what we're transitioning towards, where God is taking us. And, and then last week, I taught on acceleration for the kingdom. And so we, we now are coming, I believe we are coming into a time of acceleration. I believe the Lord is accelerating plans, accelerating purposes. I believe the Lord has been speaking to our world uh, during this pandemic. And I believe he's wanting to accelerate a move of his spirit among us. I, I believe that God is on the move and that even though we are distanced, God is not distanced from people. He is still ministering and reaching into the hearts of lives. And so we need to be watching for acceleration points now and beginning uh, as we begin to move forward. Now, I'm going to jump into tonight's and just share with you uh, for a little bit what I have to share with you tonight. I want to talk that fourth message and our fourth lesson during this series is this. It was titled Before and after. Before and after. So that summer of significance, those four messages are so timely right now. Opportunities will rise. Transitions will occur. Acceleration for the kingdom takes place. And then we need to understand the before and the after. And so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight is the before and after. So take your Bibles and turn with me, if you would, to Psalm, the Psalm, the 105th Psalm is where we're going to be looking in the book of Psalms, the 105th Psalm. And I'm going to begin to read at verse number nine, Psalm 105, verse number nine. I'm reading in the New King James uh, Version tonight. Psalm 105, verse nine says, it talks about the covenant which he made with Abraham. So God now is recapping for them. And it's the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac. And he confirmed it to Jacob for a statue and to Israel as an everlasting covenant saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance. And when they were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another, he's recapping what happened as Abraham leaves and follows and pursues God's plan, and God begins to give them the covenant from one kingdom to another people. Verse 14, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. God's protecting his people as they're moving towards, towards their promised land, living in their covenant. Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provision of bread. Now that sounds like a very strange thing uh, to think about when we say that God called for a famine in the land and destroyed all the provision of bread. But he sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave and they hurt his feet with feathers. He was fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. Now, now let me read that again. Talking about Joseph, he was sold into slavery. We're going to recap in just a minute. But until the time that his word that God had given him came to pass, 
the word of the Lord tested Joseph. And the king sent and released him, Pharaoh, and the ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all of his possessions to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his elders wisdom. And then Israel also came into Egypt and Jacob dwelt in the land of Ham. Now, I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to talk to you out of this setting about before and after. Yes, it is. It's a process. It is the process of time. And we are now progressing as we begin to move forward. God has been saying something to us. If you will go back and review the Wednesday night messages, the Sunday morning messages that, that I've been preaching and sharing with you, God is speaking to us. And I know uh, Mark has shared with me that some of the things that they've been sharing in Sunday school has went right along with where we are going. God is speaking to River Life Church and everyone that's hearing this, he's putting together messages specifically for us. Now others are, are preaching messages for them, but this is the word of the Lord for us for our church family, for you, that God is wanting to say into our lives. And so let's, let's hear, let's dig in, let's dive in and see what God is saying to us. So tonight we're going to talk about before and after. But the strange thing about tonight is we're not even going to focus as much on the before and the after, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the during. The D-U-R-I-N-G, the during. We're going to talk about right now. There's a before, there's an after, and there's a now. There is a during. So let's begin to talk about that. Joseph is where we, we are going to focus here in Psalm 105. Joseph received the dream fulfilled after his character was tested. Joseph had been given a dream by God. I don't know if you remember the dream. Uh, I'm sure many of you will remember the dream that Joseph had. His dream was that God was going to lift him up and that the sun and the moon and the stars were going to bow down to him, representing his dad and his family were all going to bow down before him. And Joseph, being a little young and a little impetuous and a, and a little bit bold, he told his dad and his brothers that dream. And, and if you'll remember the story, they didn't care for that dream very much. And, uh, and because of that, they, their anger burned towards Joseph. His dad still loved him and his dad still favored him, but the brothers in particular had a burning anger and hatred towards Joseph because of the dream. And so Joseph received a dream but then his dream was fulfilled sometime later, but only after his character had been severely tested. Can I tell you, God has a dream for us, has a purpose for us, has a plan for your life, for my life, for the church. God has a plan for River Life, but we are going to be tested in the process. And it's after the testing that we begin to see God's purposes. And so if you put that in the context of where we are right now and where we are as a church and where we are in this pandemic process, we are coming now to a time that I believe God is, has been testing through this time. God has, has been watching during this time to see our faith reactions, 
to see if we are watching for our opportunities, if we are ready for our transitions. There, there, there is testing that's going on in the process of time. And so don't lose heart. Don't give up. Begin to understand right now that because there's a before and because there's an after, there, that means there is a testing that's taking place in the during. And that's where we are right now. And so I'm going to talk to you about that. And we're going to recap uh, some of those things that we talked about in that message. Because I believe God is wanting to speak this into somebody's uh, life tonight. Now, how many of you realize, have you ever seen before and after pictures? When, when I say before and action, after pictures, uh, what, what comes into your mind? So I say, here's a before picture and an after picture. What pops into your mind? Throw it on there. Do what? My wife's answering me. Weight loss. There you go. Uh, that, that was Veronica's first thought process. The weight loss process. The workout process. The muscle building process. I don't know. For, for those of you that are of a certain age, and uh, we, we won't put a an age limit on this age, but for those of us that are maybe up there in years just a little bit, uh, more than some of the young ones, do you remember the, I think it was in the comic book, the, the little cartoon of the little 90 pound weakling that would come along and the and the big guy was kicking sand in his face. And you, I don't know if you remember that or not. I'm probably really uh, telling my uh, telling my age here. Um, and then later he goes and he get, he gets the workout program. I don't remember what the workout program was, but then he comes back and he's this strong guy and, and he's ready to take on this bully and and then uh, take up for himself and and win the the girl back. That's the before and the after. So I, I want you to think with me about this process. So whether your mind goes to the weight loss pictures of before and after or the workout pictures of before and after or, or hearing more when we say before and after, many of us will, yeah, I see that, John. Hey, I'm right there with you. I, I know that. But but the uh, the hearing more, when we say before and after, we, we can think of tornado path pictures of what more used to look like before and what it looked like after. And so, uh, so you know, before and after means something. It's a, it's a big difference. And so I, I want to bring that to you because I, I want to say to you, as talking about the before and after, before pictures tell the story of before the decision to change was made and the determination to follow that decision. So when you see a before picture, you, you see a picture of the story before change occurred. And then the after picture tells the results of the change. But what's missing in the before and the after is the during. What's missing in those pictures is the journey that it took, the change that took place, whether it was a positive change or a negative change. The weight loss before and after pictures don't tell you about all of the struggles to stay on the diet or all of the challenges to have to discipline yourself. The workout before and after pictures, they look great. Boy, I want to look like the Mr. After. 
Okay, but it doesn't tell you about the deering. When, it, when to look like the after, it means you got to get in there and do the workouts. And that's the things that we don't like. Julius put on the comments, and it's very true. The before and the after don't tell the story of the development process. They just give the snapshots of what it looks like. Okay, and so when we talk about this, that, that's a little bit of what we see in Joseph. He has a before and he gets this, here's his life before, and he has this dream, and he shares it, and then we can skip over to the end of the story, and if you want to go read the whole story, you can go to Genesis chapter 37, and you can read Genesis 37, now chapter 38 is going to talk about Judah and Tamar, but then it goes right back into the story of Joseph in 39, so 37 all the way through chapter 50 of Genesis will tell you the story of Joseph. And if, if you start at the beginning and then skip to the end, you're going to see the before and the after, but you're going to miss all of the decisions and all of the process and all that the deering brought about. And so what I want to say to you is right now we are in a deering moment and it's a process and it's a struggle and it's a battle. But there are decisions being made right now that are going to affect the after. And so we, we can't just come in, into this with our before nature and then just want to all of a sudden be transposed all the way over to the after. There are things we have to go through. There, there are issues that we have to walk through. And so we are living in a world that's walking through the daring right now. And they need a church and a believer and a Christ follower with a voice that can give direction in the daring. And so that's what I want to talk to you about, the deering. So let's get into it. What, what, is the, what does the deering time do? What is the now moment? What, what is happening deering? So we're in the process of the before and the after. The before has brought us here. The after is ahead of us. But what about now? What about the deering moments? And here, here's what the deering time does. The deering time proves. It proves something. See, we, we are being proved right now. It's a proving time. Will we stick with the change? Will we stick with the decisions? Will we walk by faith and not by sight in the daring? Let's think about Joseph for a moment because Joseph found out his daring process proved something to him. You know what? Most of all, it proved to Joseph and will prove to us. Your now moments between the before and the after will prove to us, if, if we'll walk with him, will prove to us that God is faithful. It will prove that to us. These moments are proving God is faithful. See, when the world is worried about their finances, the daring time for a believer proves God is faithful. He provides. When the world is scared and fearful and not sure how things are ever going to get back to normal, for the believer, this time is proving to us God still has a plan and God is still directing us. So the daring proves that God is faithful for the believer. The daring also proves our progress and our character. It's this time, it's not the after that proves our progress, it's the daring. The after is the result of our process, progress. But the daring times prove it. 
So I'm, I'm hoping that you will hear what I'm trying to say to you tonight. The during time proves your progress and, and tests your character. I read the scripture to you in, in verse number 19 of Psalm 105, where it says, until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. So until the time came for the word to come to pass, the after would come, until that time, the word tested him. Talking about Joseph. So Joseph finds out that in severe rejection, God continues to speak. In, in times of rejection, God keeps speaking. The during time will prove that to you. When you feel rejected, when you feel let down, when you feel like others have turned away, if you will walk with the Lord, he will prove to you, he'll still speak to you. In times of severe attack, in the during moments when we feel attacked, God proves to us he will still lift us out of the pit. If our character will stay true to him, if our faith will stay in him, he's forging us, he's proving us, He's progressing us. And he will show us that even when we are attacked, he'll lift us out of the pits, what he did for Joseph. When Joseph was rejected by his brothers, God still spoke to him. When Joseph was thrown into the pit and to be sold into slavery, God lifts him up out of the pit. When, when severe bondage was brought to his life, God proved he would release his spirit. So Joseph was bound, but God could release him and give him the spirit to live on. When he was tempted, in the daring process, temptation gets tough. You remember the story. Joseph is taken out of the pit, sold into slavery. He's brought to Potiphar's home where he becomes the servant of Potiphar. And it's there that he rises up to the head of Potiphar's household. Everything's under his control. And Potiphar's wife tempts him in the during process. He's not yet to the point where the, the family's bowing down to him. He's in the process going from before to after. And he's faced with strong temptation to fail. Can I tell you that there is strong temptation right now for us to fail, for us to give in, for us to, to let down. For us to, to mess up, to lose sight of God, to lose faith, to be fearful, to get worried about what all this is going to look like. But in times of great temptation, if we start, stay with the Lord and we allow him to prove our faithfulness and test our character through the process, if we'll walk with him by faith, God will empower us to overcome because he did Joseph. And then through severe preparation, Joseph was thrown into prison. It looked negative, but God was preparing him to bring him to the after moment. Sometimes you feel like you're locked down and locked in because God is wanting to prepare you for what's coming in the after, for what's coming after this moment and what's coming when the results are seen. So take this time, and, and time now is quickening because we're quickly now 
opening back up, especially here in Oklahoma. So this time of isolation is beginning to diminish. Thank the Lord. But as it does, that means we're running out of time to take this moment and make the most of it in our walk with the Lord. So I encourage you, this daring process is proving us. So allow God to prove you. Allow him to, to prepare you. Allow him to do for you what only he can do. Second Timothy chapter one and verse number 12 says, for this reason, I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed for I know whom I believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. So stand with the Lord in the daring process. Now, so the daring proves, and now we're going to look at what does the daring produce? It can produce two things. Your daring moments will prove something about you and will prove something of God to you. And then your daring moments will produce something. Two things. It can produce one of two things. It can produce delay or it will produce destiny. The daring moments will produce either delay or destiny. And that's going to be determined by how you walk through it. Delay. See, we, we, we go through times of delay. And oftentimes delay is the cause of a small mentality. We're not thinking God's ways. And it brings delay to what God wants to do in our lives. Poor time management causes us to miss moments, brings delay into our life. Lack of follow through will cause us to have delay in the process. Apathy, when we get apathetic and, and we just kind of lose heart and we just don't care, there's a delay then in the process. And so we need to understand that, that if the daring moments, if, if between the before and after, if we're not progressing, something is delaying our progress, then we have to deal with that. And Joseph had to deal with delays. He kept progressing, but when something would come up, he had to deal with it. He had to check his heart. He had to check his life. And we have no mention in scripture of Joseph ever turning away or ever giving in. He had to have moments of discouragement, but he was determined that in the times of delay, he was going to make sure delay was not a part of his response and he was going to keep progressing. So I just want us to check ourselves right here. I want us to prepare ourselves because we need to understand we, we can at times be like the children of Israel. God wanted them to come out of Egypt and go directly to the promised land. But you know what they did? They murmured. They complained. They got angry. They acted like spoiled brats. They threw fits. They were faithless. They, they were weak. And because of that, there was delay. They had to keep walking around the wilderness. Let's, let's not cause delay. Let's live during in a manner that we can move to destiny. And so, the, so you got to know the reasons for delays. And if the reasons are you, then you have to make adjustments. Adjustments will change the outcomes. Okay, so... If there's delay in your life, you need to look at your response. Are you a reason for this delay? 
If something has gotten in your way and there seems to be a delay in your process, then, then find out the reason. See if you are involved. Sometimes it just means time is taking place, not your fault. You, then you just have to be faithful and persevere. But if it's something that you are doing that's causing delay, know the reasons, make the adjustments, and change the outcomes. So if, if apathy is causing delay for what God wants to do in your life, then understand that, make an adjustment and catch fire for God and change the outcome and move through the process. So we got we to gotta understand that. The severity of the test will reveal the faithfulness of God's plan if you'll walk with him. So let's, let's yeah, Pastor Carter, I see that. Y'all are making comments and every now and then I'm catching them. There's more than that. But delay is not denied. It's just a waiting and growing process. But if you are causing the delay, then you need to make the proper adjustments. Make the good choice to follow Christ with your life. Okay, now here's another thing that I want to bring out in this because it says he was severely tested. The word that he was carrying was testing him. Severely testing him. But here's the thing for a believer. Severe tests produce settled results because God already had the result in hand. And so even though the test was severe, the result was settled. And even though you may feel like the test is severe, your result is settled if you walk with the Father, if you keep faith in Him. The second thing the deering produces, it will either produce delay or it will produce destiny. And so here, here's what I want to say about the aspect of allowing the deering to direct you to your destiny. Now, now catch this. I wrote this down so I'd be sure and say this. Destiny is a decision. Okay, catch this. Destiny is a decision to live in and agree with a determined outcome. Okay, so I want you to think with me about this. I want to say that statement again and then I'm going to put an addition to that. Destiny is a decision. Okay, if you, if you catch that, I want you to put that in the comments. Destiny is a decision. Okay, destiny is a decision to live in and agree with determined outcomes. So destiny is a decision to live in and agree with a determined outcome. So either God's or man's and circumstances. So either way, the, the, the outcome you're going to live in is determined. Okay, so if you make a decision to live in and agree with man's outcome, with what man has said, with what circumstances say, with what others have told you, if that is what you determine, that's the decision to live in and agree with that, then the outcome is already determined and you're going to live in exactly what others have told you you have to live in. But if you will make a decision, a destiny decision to live in and agree with God's determined outcomes, 
then there is not a devil in hell that can stop you. There is, there is nothing that's going to keep you from living in God's destiny if you make the decision to live in and agree with His determined outcome. So if God says that His plan is to lead us to total victory and we make a decision that our destiny is a decision to live in and agree with God's plan of total victory in spite of circumstances, in spite of the naysayers, in spite of the battles, in spite of the temptations. If that's our decision, then the outcome is determined and destiny follows. So make a destiny decision tonight. And right now, whatever God has said I'm going to live in and agree with that and, and I'm going to receive that determined outcome. The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, okay, you see the decision? If any man is in Christ, destiny for those that are in Christ is that they will be new creatures. Old things will pass away. All things will become new. Okay, so, so destiny is bound up in my decision to be in Christ, to give my life to Him, to allow Christ to be my all in all. When that's my decision, and I determine now, I put faith in His outcome, I put faith in His Word, I'm going to live in and agree with His outcome, then I become a new creature, and my old things pass away, and all things become new. Amen. That's destiny. He, the, your future depends on decisions now. So here's the thought that hit me. Destiny abides in your now decisions. Sadly, many people make now decisions that destiny is abiding in their decision they're making right now, but their decision is to live in and agree with what people have said what circumstances are revealing. And, and, and how do you know what you're believing? What you're saying? Because what's coming out of your mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so what we are agreeing with is what we are saying, what we are believing. And, and if we believe what the world has told us, and if we believe what men have told us, and we believe that it, the, those people that said, oh, you'll never amount to this, or you'll never be able to do this. If we believe, oh, that, that's too bad. God won't heal you of that. If that's what we believe, and we make a decision to live in and agree with that, then our outcome is determined. Destiny is sealed that we're going to live in exactly what we're expecting. If you expect nothing, you're going to live in nothing. But destiny truly abides in a decision. If you make a decision for Christ and to believe in and to live in agreement with his word, then you will live the desired outcome. Amen. That's pretty good stuff. I think if we will hear that, God will open our hearts and, and will lead us in brand new ways. In, in Acts 9, you remember Paul he was Saul, persecuting the church, had an encounter with Christ. He's blinded on the road. He's sent to a house and he said, you wait here, I've got somebody coming to deal with you. And at the same time, God is speaking to his servant Ananias and he's saying, I want you to go 
to the street called Straight, to Judas' house. I want you to go there where Paul is waiting, and I want you to pray for him. And Ananias didn't want to do that. He said, he's persecuted the church. And God said to him, I want you to go and you're going to tell him what things he's going to suffer for my sake. See, there was an outcome determined, but it was going to be a process for Paul to get there. But when Paul made the decision, destiny was abiding in that decision. And even though he was going to suffer things, the outcome was settled. Ooh, amen. I, I feel like I could just praise the Lord. We might need to take just a few minutes of a praise break right there. If you're in your home and no one's around, or even if someone is around, you ought to just run, take your lap around your, your, your table there that you're watching if you need to. That's good stuff. It's determined. If you'll keep your faith in him, if you'll believe, destiny abides in the decisions you make right now to believe, live in, and agree with the word of God. Amen. So the deering produces, it will either produce delays or it will produce destiny. So make a decision. Now, destiny sometimes is in the delays. So as long as the delay is not brought on by your difficulties, by your failure, then, then trust God even in the delays and hold on because destiny is settled. All right, let's move on. I got one more thing I'm gonna to say to you. The deering prepares. The deering proves, proves God's faithful. It proves your faithfulness to God. The deering then will produce, will produce delay or destiny. And then the deering prepares a testimony. Your testimony is not prepared with the after, it's not even prepared with the before, it's prepared in the during. Right now, we are building testimonies. Amen, right? Right now, we are building testimonies that when we are released to share, we are going to hear all that God has been doing in this time and in this process. During prepares testimonies. Joseph was sent by God to Egypt to preserve the covenant family. He was sold as a slave. He was placed in prison until the word would come to pass. The word was proven and lived out. And then he was released. He was trusted and promoted to infiltrate and penetrate darkness. Vision was fulfilled. Amen. See, the deering prepared his testimony. What is this time of deering preparing in your life? What testimony is being built? I need, I need you to think deeply about this. What has God been saying to you and doing in your life in this deering process that is going to bring your testimony to others? Some are going to come out of this time with the testimony of during that pandemic process, I drew closer to the Lord than I've ever been. I put my faith in God in ways that I never had before. When I could have been afraid because I lost my job, I trusted God. I kept sowing into his kingdom. I kept believing in him. I kept helping my neighbors even when I, I could have been more concerned about myself and God proved himself faithful. What kind of testimonies are coming out of your during process? If you'll think about that, then you'll pre be prepared to share them 
when the time comes. Amen. The daring. So before and after, the most important step is the daring. But here's the last thing I'm going to say to you tonight. There is an after. Here's a thought that hit me just this afternoon. There is always an after for everything up to eternity. There is no after when it comes to eternity. Eternity is forever. But anything short of eternity, there is an after. Amen. After birth, there is growth. After growth, there is life. After young life, there's middle-aged life. After middle-aged life, there's older life. At whatever point life ends, there is death and there is eternity. In, in marriage, there is newlywed and then there is an after as you grow together. And then there is an after as you learn more about each other. And then there is an after where you become that old married couple. There is it for everything in life up to eternity, there is an after. And I said that to say this, whatever has you all worked up and upset about because you just don't know what you're going to, there is an after. And so you may not know all that's coming after, but if you know there is an after, you can focus on the daring. Amen. If you know there is an after, if you believe there is something after this time, then you can focus on this daring moment. If you believe there's nothing after this, then why would you focus on anything? But when we know there is an after to all things, so anything you're going through, there is an after. And so if there is an after, you need to focus on the daring to make decisions that carry destiny. Amen. There is and after. And do you know, and I'll close with this, do you know there is coming a time when God will say there is no more delay. My word that I spoke is now coming to pass. And for those who have allowed the before to bring them here and have evaluated the daring and made decisions of destiny in their daring to trust God, to live and agree with his word. When he says there's no more delay, we are prepared for the after. Testimonies have been built and God's going to release us to do something amazing. Amen. These four words are for us right now. Right now. Begin to apply them. Think about them. Begin to ask yourself what opportunities are rising, what transitions are in front of me, what, what's accelerating, how can I accelerate in this? And the before and after is all about the daring process where destiny abides. Amen.